Here we go. You're listening to Long Gospel on this Open Mic Friday, February the 4th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. You won't believe it. Yesterday, we were talking about on Rumination Thursday that there was a pastor in Finland who's in court because of an article he wrote years ago that marriage is between a man and a woman. And we're going to have a judgment on that in a few weeks. We also talked about in Great Britain, a British evangelical pastor was forced out of his job as a primary school caretaker because he posted a tweet warning parents against exposing their children to nudity and sex at gay pride events. And he, have, he is having his case heard this week, and we'll soon hear about that. In fact, when did he write this? He wrote this on June the 1st, 2019, and said, a reminder that Christians should not support or attend Gay Pride Month events held in June. They promote a culture and encourage activities that are contrary to Christian faith and morals. They are especially harmful to children. So, there was in Great Britain and in Finland, and we remarked on the program Uh, Wes Reimnitz said it too. Well, it's going to be coming to the United States pretty soon. Well, guess what I got yesterday? I got an email. Here's the title. Christian students suspended after sharing beliefs on sexuality and gender. Wow. Wow. Where did this take place? You know, if in Afghanistan, in India, where? It happened in Michigan, in the United States of America. This student is suing his high school after being punished for sharing his religious views on gay issues. A lawsuit was filed last week in the U.S. District Court for the District Western District of Michigan on behalf of high school junior David Stout against Plainwell Community Schools, Plainwell High School, and school officials. Now, according to the complaint, Stout was suspended for three days last October because school officials, now get this, these are school officials, concluded that he had violated anti-bullying policies and he was prevented from attending class and participating in after-school activities like band and football. Well, what did he say? 
Did he say that homosexuals are evil people and should be shot? I mean, that's what would be a bullying position. No, court documents say that Stout explained his opposition to homosexuality and the belief that there are only two biological genders, namely male and female, because that's another problem we're having in this country. Females who think that they're males and males who think that they're females. Now, both these oppositions did not occur on school grounds. He is alleged to have said that the Bible teaches that homosexual conduct is a sin and that God created only two biological genders. Now, he agrees that homosexual conduct is a sin, but he said everyone is a sinner due to free will choices and he would pray for them to repent and follow Jesus. He also shared that he would extend love toward them because God commands it. As Jesus died on the cross for them and extends his love toward them. The student was also said to have laughed at a pair of inappropriate racial and homophobic jokes during a summer band camp on school property. He was told that band director Austin Hunt told Stout to stop posting his political and religious comments on all social media platforms. Wow. So did this band director, Austin Hunt, also criticize homosexual students for writing against the Christian faith? No. Defendant Hunt also instructed the plaintiff that if he saw other students' political or religious comments on social media that he disagreed with, then he should scroll past their posts and never respond. In fact, he was told that if he shared his political and religious beliefs, he would have been fired if he had been working at a regular workplace. Wow. Now, now, why are we kind of upset about this? Well, I've been on KFUO almost 25 years, and we have never said we hate homosexuals, but we certainly say we love them, and that's the reason that we criticize their lifestyle. It's kind of like seeing a blind man walking down the street and he's trying to find his way across the street, but he can't see the red light or the green light. And so uh, he may have a dog that could lead him, 
But there are people who come up and say, I'll be glad to take you across the street and help lead him because they don't want him to be injured. Do we say, therefore, that they hate blind people? No. What they hate is what could happen to him if other cars don't see him coming. So, moreover, we've got a situation where pastors are being told they cannot speak against homosexual behavior. But see, part of homosexual behavior is pedophiles. These are adults who prey on children, whether they're priests, whether they're ministers, or whether they're just regular people with other jobs. We are opposed to that. And we need to try and help them. If we didn't love homosexuals, then there would be no need to speak to them because they'll go to hell if they continue in unrepentant sin. And that's what we would love to hear? Of course not. We speak against gay pride, homosexual behavior, because it is contrary to God's word. Now, what do I mean by that? On Wednesdays, we're going through the book of Proverbs. And what I am finding out, Jesus Christ as wisdom has advice. Solomon is writing this to his son. It's as though God is talking to his people. And he has things that he is saying that should not be done by believers. For example, Wednesday we talked about that if you tell someone, you cut my lawn and I'll give you $10, they cut your lawn and then you refuse to give it to them, even though you have the money, say, well, come back tomorrow and we'll see about giving it to you then. They've lied to you. Now, why does God bring something like that up? It's very simple. God created the universe, and there are laws that are part of proper living in the universe. Some of them are physical laws, like gravity. It doesn't matter what you believe. You jump out of a 10-story building through a window, thinking you can fly, guess what? You're not going to be able to fly. You're going to fall to your death. That, that's obvious. What people don't understand is that there are ethical laws that God put in place. That's what the Ten Commandments are all about. The Ten Commandments were not given originally in order that, boy, if you obey them, then you'll be going to heaven. You'll earn your way to heaven. No, they were given as a proper response to understanding that God is in charge of the universe. 
and what he says should be done for you to have a full and pleasant life. So people who break God's laws in the ethical area, like abortion, homosexuality, etc., they're not going to have a pleasant life, certainly not in the afterlife, if they have not repented of their sin. So, it is important that students have the right to share the message. When, oh, I don't know, I was around 18 years old and I had six months off of school and I went to work at Chrysler, the Chrysler assembly line. And I remember that a number of the adults found out that I was going to go through to become a pastor, and they would kind of make fun of me, you know, because Christianity wasn't thought of too highly among some of them. But I was there, and after about three months, every now and then, one of these individuals would talk to me privately and say, you know, I've got a real problem with my children. I can't control them. They're not listening to me. Maybe since you're becoming a pastor, what can I do about it? Now, I had not even gone to training to be a pastor, so I would always tell them to seek out uh, my own pastor who was in town, and he would be glad to talk to them. Well, I gave some advice every now and then, that was obvious advice. But it was interesting to note that this was not done during the work time. We, we were on an assembly line and things kept moving past me. And what I had to do was had to really make sure that axles and other parts of vehicles were tightened onto the frame of the trucks we were working on. In order that that would occur, I could not stop, stand in the middle of the floor and start teaching about Jesus. But there were plenty of times when we had a rest period, a lunch period, etc. In fact, I know Christians who at their workplace announce that they're glad to have a Bible study during lunchtime, and they will therefore teach what Jesus Christ has done for those who are attending. Should they get fired? See, the school is saying he can't even in the social area, the various texts, the internet that people use, Facebook, these kinds of things, he was told not to use it. But if the other side would speak out against Christians who were opposed to homosexuality, that was okay. You see, we're coming to a time when people are going to say that speaking God's word is hate 
language. Now, let me ask you this. Jesus tells the disciples three times in the Gospel of Mark, he's going to Jerusalem, he will die, but be raised on the third day. Peter disagrees with that. He says, no, that will not happen, Lord, as though they're going to protect him. Jesus says to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, are we saying that Jesus considered Peter to be Satan at that time and he hated him? No, he loved Peter. And that's why he was reprimanding him for going against the will of God. If Jesus had listened to Peter, all of us would be going to hell because nobody would have come to forgive our sins. See, this is what we're being faced with, that in Finland, you can't say that marriage is between a man and a woman. In Great Britain, you can't say that a great pride parade is okay. In, in other words, they can speak against us, but we can't speak against their behavior. This is a clear violation of the amendment that indicates free speech. So it'll be very interesting to see how the rulings come down, not only in Great Britain, not only in Finland, but also here in the United States. Can a band leader tell a student not to share his Christian beliefs, even outside of school? Now, I, I want to make a point on that. I wouldn't get up at Chrysler and start preaching from the floor during work hours. No, that's not what I was hired there for. I was hired to put together vehicles, and that's what my job was. But off of the hours, during lunchtime, we could take the opportunity to share the message of why it was so important for me to become a pastor. Because so many people still think that they're saved by their works. And that's why they don't like God. And that's why they deny Jesus Christ as any helper. Because they don't realize that God is the one who does all of our salvation, not us. Now, can you imagine if what happened to this student, this Michigan student, David Stout, would happen across the country? Guess what? This Lutheran witness for the month of February you know what it has in it? It has a number of non-Christian groups like Muslims, etc., and takes the opportunity to show where many of their beliefs are contrary to the Bible. Now, does that mean we hate Muslims? No. 
or we hate Jews? No. Or we hate those who disagree with the Bible? No, we love them, and we're trying to help save them. And that occurs by showing them that what they are thinking is contrary to God's plan for the whole universe. And when you go contrary to God's plan for the whole universe, wow. Now, the people, the senior council, his name is David Kalman, who is representing Stout. He says that Stout's convictions should be treated with tolerance and respect. You see, I don't mind when people of other religions that are not Christian criticize the Lutheran Church and our beliefs. They have the right to do that. And we should have no law that says that is contrary to the Constitution of the United States. No, they have the right. In fact, I I kind of like it when people write me emails or phone me and they are against Lutheran teachings. Many a time it's because they have not understood what the Lutheran teaching really is and gives me an opportunity to share the biblical faith In fact, every time I did an adult instruction at the church I was at for 28 years, it wasn't at all unusual to have 15 or 20 people in the adult instruction who were not Lutheran. But as they heard the distinctions between law and gospel, as they heard how important the death of Jesus Christ was, his resurrection, and his ascension. The Holy Spirit created faith in them, and many of them were confirmed as Lutherans because they now recognize the ways of God. Remember, that's what the whole book of Proverbs is about. It's wisdom, namely Jesus Christ, sharing with all humanity how we can have a pleasant and full life. It does not mean that we will not suffer, have sickness, and even die. But through those various ailments and problems, we will still have a satisfaction that God is our confidence. We still can trust in him. And no matter what happens to us, we will be taken care of. Stout's folks, legal counsel, said public schools may not violate the Constitution and enforce a heckler's veto of student speech. Nothing David did caused any disruption or problem at the school. Now, it may have been a problem for students who were gay 
or whose parents thought that that was okay. But the court case says he has the right to express his opinion in accordance with his sincerely held religious beliefs without vilification or punishment from the government for holding to those beliefs. If what they did in Michigan occurred in the state of Missouri, then the people who published the Lutheran Witness should be arrested and taken to court because the Lutheran Witness explains the false teaching of religions that are not Christian. By the way, the uh, folks defending the student reached out to Plainwell Community Schools for comment. And guess what they heard? A spokesperson said the school district could not comment on pending legislation, litigation. So that's what we end up with, a silence. A silence on the part of school officials. They won't even explain why they really removed him from class. It's because they do want to protect homosexuals from any kind of criticism because they think it's a proper lifestyle. So the church should be ready for these things starting to come against us. On Monday's Law and Gospel, we'll take a look at a Bible passage for the following Sunday that uses the distinctions between law and gospel to help us to understand God's wisdom. I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for listening to Law and Gospel. Please, God be with you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your checkout to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod.